Gaming the System, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitters. We use research-backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who are former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Gaming the System, episode number 25, and I know it's a couple of weeks late, but happy belated Christmas and New Year. (laughs) Hope all of those who celebrate it had a great day, and if you don't, then it's always a good excuse to eat more, spend some quality time with friends. I spent my Christmas in Thailand this year, which I think is the first one I've had away from my family. I ended up going to a house party with a few nomad friends, and we listened to terrible Christmas music, played some games, ate a ton of food, and got pretty drunk. So, basically the same as every Christmas I've ever had. (laughs) But, that being said, it was a nice time to reflect, for me anyway, on what Christmas really means. I didn't get any gifts this year, which my parents have always obsessed over my whole life, but it was refreshing in a way, to not have to worry about sending and receiving presents. I think it was part of the reason why I never really cared much for Christmas as I got older. It was never about spending time with family and friends and being grateful. It was about getting gifts, which ultimately takes away from the true spirit of what the holiday is about. Anyway, enough about Christmas. It's done with. Are you excited for 2020? We've got off to a pretty interesting start in the year, anyway, that's for sure. But let me start off by saying that I'm not really a fan of New Year's resolutions. The 1st of January is no different from the 1st of November or the 28th of March. It doesn't make a difference whether you start learning a new instrument tomorrow or in two weeks. It's just going to be exactly the same. It's not like the 1st of January rolls around and suddenly everyone on the planet is blessed with an endless well of motivation and discipline. But, at the same time, I love the new year. It's great to be able to look back and reflect, to set new goals, to plan out what you want your life to look like by the end of it. I like structure and order, and so a new year is the perfect time to do it. So when I was planning this episode, I couldn't work out whether I wanted to talk about how to set goals, about how to plan your year, about how to remain disciplined, how to learn new skills, or how to stay away from gaming, and I was considering putting them all into one big thing. But I thought I'd break it up into separate episodes instead of creating a massive two-hour episode. And uh, I'll release a series over the course of the next month or so. I think it'll be better for you, and it'll definitely be better for me. Finally... Just a quick note before I get into the episode. As far as the podcast is concerned, I've been reading and taking note of your feedback and the emails you've been sending me, which have actually been overwhelmingly positive. So thank you so much for those. Some of you have told me how much the podcast has changed your life and that you've listened to every single episode, and (laughs) I couldn't believe it when I read it. It's easy for me to just look at the numbers behind the scenes but it's another to read the actual impact it's had on you guys back home. That being said, a lot of the feedback you've given me is on the radar for me to improve, such as the audio quality and having more guest episodes. So I'm excited to make Gaming System 
truly as great as it can be in 2020. But before we can start thinking about 2020, we have to take a step back and look back at 2019 and see what we can learn from it. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about reflection and how you can make the most out of looking back on the year and use it to plan ahead for the future. So 2019 was an incredible year for me, far more than I expected anyway. At the beginning of the year, I was still working in a restaurant, learning to code websites and not really having much of a plan for the future. Fast forward to today, and I'm working on some incredibly exciting projects for game quitters. I have a huge amount of clarity in my own work that I can't wait to share with you in the future. I'm living in freaking Thailand, <laughs> which still blows my mind when I think about it. I have a girlfriend. I'm full of energy, motivation, and gratitude every single day. My life has honestly never been better. Sure, the last year hasn't been easy. There have been a number of hurdles along the way, but ultimately, it's those struggles that have enabled me to get to where I am now. When people become interested in self-development, they're full of motivation to start creating an amazing life, and I was exactly like that years ago. However, when difficulties come along, that's when you start to doubt yourself. Doubt might start creeping into your mind. You start telling yourself that you should have listened to everyone else and just stayed where you are, and so you end up, sooner or later, reverting back to your old habits. What these same people don't realise, and this might apply to you or it might not, is that these difficulties, these thoughts, and worries and struggles are all a part of self-improvement. It's important to build the self-awareness so that you can tell yourself the next time it happens, I am exactly where I need to be. This is all a part of the process. Stick to the plan, no matter how bad I'm feeling, and I know that things will work out. Now, it might sound obvious to some of you, and to others it might resonate on a stronger level, but why am I telling you this if the episode is about self-reflection? Because when people ask me, how I was able to make the success that I did in the last year, how I was able to battle through depression and relapses and loneliness to come out of the other side and accomplish everything I have. It's because of those exact things. I didn't give up when I got depressed. I knew what I had to do and I trusted the plan. I trusted myself to break through it. No matter how bad I was feeling, whether or not I'd gotten out of bed and taken a shower, I still forced myself to do the tasks that I had every day, knowing that I could trust in the process and that things would eventually work out, which is something I wouldn't have done a few years ago, because I hadn't failed enough times to come to the realisation that I needed to fail in order to succeed, which is why, when thinking about a theme for 2019, the first word that came to mind was rebirth. It might not have been a theme at the start of the year, but it certainly was the theme by the end. And this was something I never would have realised had I not gone through the process of reflection. The last couple of weeks have been extremely transformative for me, and I've found myself becoming a lot more mindful. I think my foray into Thai Buddhism has helped a lot, and I think I'll do an episode in the future about that, if, if that's something you think might be interesting to you. But it's amazing how many things you forget about in the year. And you don't realise they have much of an impact on your life until you ask yourself certain questions and really take the time to explore the highs and lows of the year. Now, I'm going to go through a bunch of questions. 
that you can ask yourself. And I'd recommend taking some time, get to a place free from distractions where you're able to think clearly, make a note of the questions in a notebook or on your phone, and spend an hour or two going through the process. I like to use questions to guide myself through the reflection process more easily. And I'll take you through that same list that I asked myself, giving you my answers and talking through each one to perhaps give you some ideas of your own. Again, be sure to make a note of them or re-listen to the episode. I'm working on a standalone website or area for, for gaming the system where you'll be able to get the accompanying worksheets and notes and transcripts. But for now, I'll just post the questions in the description so you can access them easier. Just a quick note, when answering these questions, it's important to be as honest with yourself as possible. No one's getting any benefit from them except for you. You're not competing against anyone else for the best score, so you have nothing to gain by not answering them to the best of your ability. The more detail you can put in your answers, the more you're going to get out of it. The first question is, what went really well in 2019? This can be anything specific to you, and what means more to you might mean less to someone else and vice versa. For me, I said a few things. I finally left my job in the restaurant industry after five years. I moved to Thailand. I made some amazing friends. I started working for myself full time and found a lot of clarity for my future. Sure, there were other things that happened, but I chose the ones that were most important to me. I was struggling a lot with my social life, especially as I'd just started freelancing and I found it difficult to make new friends. My work and my motivation were other huge parts of me that I needed to work on, and I did. And I didn't get too specific. There are some questions later on that will help you uh, do that in more detail. The second question is, what surprised you about the year? I had a lot of beliefs about how my life would change when I started on this new journey of freelancing and traveling the world. And so my list consists of my progress being much slower in some areas than I planned. I was surprised at how much more difficult <laughs> traveling is than I realized, which might seem obvious, but until you really get out there and push your boundaries and get out of your comfort zone, you can never really tell for sure how difficult it's going to be. And coming to the realization that traveling and working won't magically turn you into a new person. Now, past me, <laughs> probably would have been annoyed by that, but now I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn more about myself and the process. Next up is what are you most proud of accomplishing? This is just one thing. So I'm, I'm proud of a lot of things I did last year, but the question isn't list everything you're proud of. It's what are you most proud of accomplishing? For me, it's a no brainer. It was having the complete freedom to work and travel wherever and whenever I want. To do something that so many people dream of doing that I never even thought was possible. I didn't even know the concept of being a digital nomad existed until 2019. So to be able to go from working in a restaurant, which I'd done for years, to traveling and working with absolute freedom is a life-altering achievement for me. Next question, which was actually quite difficult for me to answer, was what challenged you in 2019? Now, this wasn't difficult because I don't think anything challenges me but because I'd never really framed my problems in that way before. I'd always thought of them as barriers, but a challenge implies they could be beaten. It was also nice, actually, or, or refreshing to look back at what seems trivial to me now, but at the time was a huge problem. So the main one was solo travel, at least when I started. 
I was an anxious, nervous mess, not wanting to talk to anybody, and even breaking down in my flat one point due to a bad restaurant experience. Now, all of those things which bothered me aren't even an afterthought. I'll happily talk to anyone, I'll ask for help, I'll actively seek boundary-pushing activities that allow me to go outside my comfort zone and really expand my horizons. The other challenges on my list were internal discipline, as I've only ever really responded to extrinsic motivation, having a boss, having strict deadlines, you know. But as a freelancer, it's only you. And it doesn't matter what else goes on in your life. If you don't get the work done, then you don't get it done, and you don't get paid. It's really as simple as that. Finally, my last year was plagued with relapses. Well, two to be precise. But they were important ones. One was much bigger than the other, and resulted in months of unproductive work and living in barely functioning depression. The other one spurred me on, and really reinvigorated my passion for what I was doing. Which if you want to learn more about, check out episode 15 of Gaming the System. But it just goes to show the self-awareness that I talked about earlier, and how important it is in personal success. The next question is, what was your favourite day, moment, or experience? This took me some time to think about and really decide on specific things. I wanted them to be moments that I would be able to look back on and relive exactly what happened on the day. I want to be able to experience the same feelings, the same sights and sounds as I did when it happened. So, after a while, I managed to narrow it down to two things. My favourite moment was shortly after I got to Thailand, I think it was a couple of days after, I was on my balcony and I was looking out at the sunset, just thinking, and a total calmness washed over me, as everything that I just accomplished in the months coming up to it finally hit me, that I had actually taken the steps to be able to travel across the entire world to live and work and really live out my dreams. And it was a powerful moment. My favourite experience, I think, has to be when I went to Da Nang, Vietnam, and I had a day that started on the beach in perfect serenity. It was so quiet. The waves were lapping onto the beach, and later that day I went on to explore what's called the Marble Mountains and had some incredible food with a local friend. And it doesn't sound like a huge thing. They're just experiences, like, visiting the mountains and seeing great views and being on the beach, but it came after my huge relapse that I had in Vietnam. And it was a big mindset shift for me to get have the awareness to one day be horribly depressed, sitting in my room for 14 hours playing video games, to just getting out there, getting out of my comfort zone and really having these incredible experiences, these life altering experiences that I never would have had if I was still playing video games. This question can be a powerful experience, reflecting back on these moments, so I'd recommend taking the necessary time to do so and really make it as great as you can. Now next up is what did you discover about yourself in 2019? Personally there were a few things on the list, um, most of them pretty negative, <laughs> although there is one positive one on there. So I put that I'm more talented than I realize. I'm severely lacking in discipline. 
I struggle with prioritization and focus. And finally, I put that I'm more social than I thought. <laughs> so let me go into these in a bit more detail. I'll start with the social one. Um, I'd always had this belief inside myself that I'm super introverted and bad at being in social environments, but in reality, I was just inexperienced. It's a skill you can learn. And it wasn't until I started traveling and meeting people that I realized that I'm actually a lot more social than I'd give myself credit for. Good at making friends, I'm good at talking to people. I still struggle with initiating conversation. I put that down to a lack of confidence. In reality, not actually as bad as I thought. And all those beliefs I had about being introverted were just non-existent. And I realized that introversion isn't an excuse. It doesn't automatically mean that you're lacking in social skills, which I think a lot of people use it as a justification for being bad in social environments. They just say, oh, I'm too introverted to make friends. When in reality, you're just lazy and you don't want to put in the effort to make friends. Being introverted doesn't mean you have bad social skills. So if you think that, get that out of your head and <laughs> just get out there and meet people. The other one I'll talk about, uh, which is something I've been working on recently, is my prioritization and focus. So I'd, I've had what seemed to be an endless to-do list for a long time. Like I'd never accomplish all the tasks that I had to do. More were just getting added. And while I was working like 12 or 14 hours every day, it never seemed to go down. So what I've been working on the last couple of weeks, and it's something I'll share with you in the near future, is a new system of organization and prioritization and focus and goal setting and uh, project management that I've been working on. And it's really transformed the way that I think about work. So while I went into 2019 being terrible at focus and struggling with workload, now going into 2020, it's completely shifted. Like it's done a complete 180 and my whole view of it has shifted. So it's, it's great to be able to look back and see how well I've, to see how much I've grown over just a year. Now, next question is what were you most grateful for in 2019? Again, limit this to one thing. Personally, I said my friends and mentors. I think the biggest thing that has separated this year from other years where I've tried to start businesses or get motivated and disciplined and work hard and make changes in my life, the main difference is my friends. I'm friends with people that are absolutely crushing it in their life. People who are making tens of thousands of dollars every month and People who wake up at super early, hit the gym and get straight to work. People that are constantly trying to improve themselves instead of, instead of trying to take down those around them. It's that difference in social circle and friendships that has really helped keep my standards high and to keep me pushing myself to be the best version of myself that I can be. So I'd recommend if you're struggling with things like discipline, goal setting, mindset. Uh, perhaps you go through phases like I did. Every few months you fall into a pit of depression and give up on your goals. I'd recommend getting around different people. Look at your friendship group. Look who's taking energy from you and look who's giving you energy. And if you have to get rid of your friends, start again, then so be it. 
you have to think about yourself and think about where you want your life to be in five or ten years. And you have to think about whether it's worth just a short period of loneliness and struggle to really make that difference in the long run. Because while it might be difficult to see how beneficial it can be to change your friendship group, I assure you that it will make all the difference. It's something I realized far later than I would have liked to into my journey of self-improvement. Now, when did fear hold you back in 2019? This could be in any decision or perhaps you had to make a big choice in your career or your personal life. But for me, it was pretty easy to come up with a couple of things. So one of them was when I just started becoming a freelance web designer, I had to cold email for new clients. There's no two ways about it. I couldn't, I didn't have the foundation set up where I could get clients from referrals. I couldn't (laughs) rely on people to recommend me. I didn't really have any other choice. What I ended up doing was going through the local business directory from A to Z and going on every single one, looking at their website, seeing if it could be improved and adding them to a list of people to email. And then eventually when I had a list of, I think, 50 or 100 businesses, all I had to do was send an email to each one of them, but I just couldn't. I was paralyzed by fear of rejection. I didn't want to take that final step when that was the only thing separating me from making a living out of freelance web design and failing on my goals like I had done with every other project I'd started in the past. And it was so obvious to me now how much of a difference that could have made. Who knows where I would have been if I just sent those 50 emails. It would have taken me a day, maybe two. And I could have had multiple clients. I could be making loads of money just from designing websites every month. And sure, I'm thankful for how my life turned out instead. I'm grateful for all the opportunities I've been given through game quitters and my other business work, but I still think back about how different it could have been or how different it would have been if I just followed through and sent those emails. And kind of related to my answer for the next question, what have you learned in the past year? I think the biggest thing I've learned is just how much action will trump knowledge and preparation. It doesn't matter how talented you are. All it matters is how much action you can take and how disciplined you are and persistent you are in accomplishing goals and completing tasks. Time and time again, I've been outworked by people and they've just been soaring to new heights while I stay where I am or regressed back into the person I used to be. And it's that difference that is that action that really makes a difference. If you can be half as talented as everyone else, but three times as focused and disciplined and work three times harder, you will be so much more successful. If you want to do something, act on it and then work out how to fix it afterwards. Just do it as you go along. Don't spend too much time worrying. Don't try to make sure everything is perfect before you finally take that leap into your new venture, into your new stages of your life. Because that's the mistake that I made, is focusing too much on what if, or the, the little details of everything, instead of just doing it and worrying about the problems that might arise later on. 
And I mean, it's one of the first things I learned years ago when I got interested in self-development is this idea that you need to take action to accomplish your goals. But it wasn't until this last year that I really internalized it, that eventually I had the self-awareness to realize that all of my problems came about over the last few years from not taking action. And so that's probably the biggest thing I learned in 2019. And it's the biggest thing I'm going to take into 2020 is to just take action. And finally, the last question on the list is to describe 2019 in three words. Grab a thesaurus, use Google, (laughs) do whatever you want uh, to come up with these words. But eventually I decided on clarity, exploration, and rebirth. Clarity in business and in my personal life and in my motivations and what I really want. Exploration from the knowledge that it's okay to be led by passion and curiosity and that experimentation is okay. It's good to learn things. It's good to seek out new opportunities and new skills and hobbies. Just go wherever your path of energy is the highest. That being said, don't try too many things, which is another mistake I've made. Find something that you enjoy, stick with it, master it, monetize it, and then move on. Good title for a new book, actually. (laughs) I'll write that down. And finally, Rebirth. I mentioned earlier that my theme for the year was Rebirth, and I really think it's true. Every year I say this, but the person who I was at the start of last year was completely different to who I am now. And that's incredibly refreshing. It's incredibly invigorating and powerful for me to look back and see where I was at that time at the start of 2019. Pretty sure I was working on New Year's Day, (laughs) scrubbing dishes in the kitchen. And now, at the start of 2019, I'm recording this episode in Thailand, and I'm ready to start the new chapter of my life. And that's it. That's my 2019 in reflection. It was a powerful exercise for me. And I really hope it's the same for you. Spend some time going through the exercises and use these answers to propel you into the new year. If 2019 wasn't what you wanted it to be, how can you get what you want this year? What goals can you set? What experiences can you discover? What boundaries can you push? If you can use these questions and develop those ideals for yourself, it'll make it much easier to follow through. And it'll also make it much more satisfying when you start to tick things off your list one by one. And imagine when you look back at the end of 2020 and think about all the things you accomplished and all the things you changed in yourself and all the boundaries you pushed and all the things you got to do that you never thought possible. It'll really make a difference in how your life will change over the next few years. Later this week, I'm doing an episode about the surprising benefits of relapsing back into gaming. So if that's something you're struggling with, as I know a lot of our community is, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to get notified when it goes live. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Keep the feedback coming. Send me an email at james at gamequitters.com and let me know your thoughts, your plans, your seething hatred of me (laughs) whatever it is i love seeing new emails popping up in my inbox from viewers it really does mean a lot 
But until next time, peace. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Gaming the System, the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by Game Quitters. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it around to family members, friends, or anyone you think could benefit, and don't forget to leave a review. It's super helpful. Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere, and if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website. It's gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer, and gamequitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict. The important thing is not to lose hope, and remember, real life is always worth fighting for. See you in the next episode.